I mean, to be fair, you guys have food. Sure. Some of us are eating. Some right. of us aren't. It's a party. We just saw Ex Machina. Cheers. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different episode than... Blizzard's smiling, uh, everyone. Normally. Uh, we're sitting here with our wives. That's uh, half a beer, Julia. <laughs> Here's two sips, Elise. Hey. <laughs> uh, but before we get into Ex Machina, we're going to talk about Frozen. Yes, because again. I've been, I've been called to the carpet on my opinions on Frozen. Not too many people I know are happy with me. Not too many people you know, as in like the four of us. Or the three well, I got some pretty nasty texts from Marco as well. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So, good job, Marco. But that was a, I, what I was expecting, pretty much. You know, I'm the voice of the underdog here, and I know that. Just imagine if your girls could text. <laughs> yeah. What they'd say. So, uh, Julia, do you want to start? Let's talk about this Frozen nonsense well, real quick. Well, I don't really have um, too much to say about it, except I apologize to everybody for Justin's rotten attitude <laughs> in regards to <laughs> the beautiful movie Frozen. Um, it felt like it was just very uh, negative. And do I, I have to be positive about a movie I don't like? No. All right. But here's my thing, and this is Elise speaking. I don't know. Do our voices sound alike? Probably not. Okay. The first issue I had, and every morning when I listen to y'all's episode when I'm driving home, actually, because you put it out like the mid-morning, I Mm -hmm. guess, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I should have a way to write down the things that I want to say Mm -hmm. to combat what you're talking about. But I think the frozen part was like I was the most angry that I've ever been. (laughs) I think, like, not only am I a huge Disney fan and I want to be a Disney princess so badly, but I feel like the things that you're saying about Frozen can be... um, You can say that about almost every single Disney movie. Okay. Because... And that's not an that's not really a defense of Frozen, but I'm upset that you're picking on Frozen. Why? Because I think that it was a it had good intentions. Yeah, good intentions behind it. I honestly. But I'm not judging somebody by its intentions. No, and I'm gonna get there, and that's not what you're I judging. Said. I'm expressing my opinion on Here's a shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's half a Budweiser Blizzard. Um, but I think that. What I loved about it was it's making fun of all the other Disney movies by saying how ridiculous it was that these girls fell in love with these princes within, like, what, two or three days. But that true love is the love that you feel between you and your family members, your sister, and that's what saved her eventually in the end. And not only that, but, like, the way that the movie looks, all the princesses, if you can look at them, have have big eyes and who yeah they look like babies right and not just in frozen though jasmine's eyes are enormous um sure i I have to say the features of elsa and anna are especially baby they are are especially jasmine has a big nose right huh she does not have a tiny baby's nose (laughs) 
You can't remember <laughs> as clearly as you do. I'm pretty sure she has a big. Uh, she. I'm pretty sure she has an appropriately sized nose. Well, maybe oh she does. God, anyway, um, but then you went on to talk about how terrible and like cruel it was that the guy we were celebrating. What was it? What did you say? Whatever the prince's you name know, is. You know which princess doesn't have big eyes? Yeah. Mulan. <laughs> yeah, she's got... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. Um, that was quick to get into trouble. Um, no. Yeah, no. My problem with that is that he is undercover evil Okay. the entire movie, but you don't know it. And I also want everyone to know that I'm Asian, so I'm allowed right. to do this, okay. this, the my, uh, my other point with that is, you then have this duet of a song with him. It's all part of the ruse, though. Exactly. But, but that song no longer works once the movie no, no, no. is over. Because know, she's singing the duet. How many Disney movies has that, like... That's that what I'm saying. How, does so does, Jasmine, does Jasmine and Jafar have a duet? I don't know. Do, I don't think um, so. Simba and Scar have a duet? Yes. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. That was the first soundtrack I ever purchased. Right, by the way. and oh, so, and then then eh, I bought a sticker Frozen book for Sophia today. Look at you. And I look in there, and what do I see? A sticker okay. of Anna, Anna and, and this scumbag dancing together, like they're in love. Hans? I'll be honest. I think Hans. maybe whatever his name is, Hans. I think maybe Disney created the movie, and then at the last minute, they're like, well. No. Maybe we should have Hans be a bad guy. And I would go so far as to say that they're not actually making fun of all the previous Disney movies because Disney would never make fun of themselves, first of all. But I would go so far as to say that they are acknowledging all the faults that people have brought up of the previous Disney princesses and they're spitting in everyone's face and doubling down and saying, you guys think these people are intolerable? Here's uh, Anna and Elsa. Did you ever watch the Tiana one? The Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Yeah, the first black prince and... Princess? I didn't watch that He's one. a frog. Oh, babe. Okay. <laughs> I, I've never seen it. I just saw that on like someone's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if I could be any Disney princess... Are I'd, we going in that territory because I'm not be done? Ariel. No, no, keep going. I No, I want to talk about Frozen. Ariel is a spoiled brat. So we're... I mean... She wants... A main lyric of one of her songs is, I want more. Okay. And like, we... Everybody I mean, still that's ambitious. Right. Ha, no. It's about that... That story is about a girl who's been rebellious and gets, as in the end, everything that she wants. It's true. And then she wants more. That's true. It's true. Sounds like ambition to me. Oh I've never seen Little Mermaid, so what? I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with the Frozen story. I, don't I think that. I think that just because you're a princess and you're born <coughs> into that family. True. And singing about having oh, doors slammed in your face doors were slammed in her face they her family actually didn't worse. love her, her this 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 girl this woman who literally has like 20 people cooking in her kitchen for her is singing about how many opportunities wait, 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 she's wait, missed wait, out on cry me a river since <laughs> the last time you recorded have you have you since watched frozen in its entirety no no so money doesn't i have seen babe, all of frozen money doesn't buy you love all right what? 
maybe we should buy you some gratitude or some like perspective. She loved her sister. Okay, but she's she's. I have look. I, I'm just saying those are the things I have the problem with. The the print the, that storyline I feel like is a cynical way to look at the world, and I don't appreciate that in a kids movie. Well, you could. There's murder happening in movies. Attempted murder in The Lion King. Sure. A man that hangs himself. Attempted murder by an established bad guy. Not a guy who you might be rooting for so for three-fourths of the movie. You're upset about the deception. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Here we go. I think you're missing the forest through the trees. <clears throat> and you're not seeing the big picture that... Hans or Kristoff, whichever one it is. Kristoff is, is the good prince. one. Christoph Hans is the right. good one. So Hans Christoph is, is not a prince. He's a lowly laborer. Hans is serving the purpose of telling He's young girls to not go for the first man who comes along. Don't settle. Who seems great. Talk Don't about settle. ambition. They're learning their, their, their lesson through Anna. But what lesson does Anna learn? She doesn't learn anything because literally as soon as Dum Dum is out of the way, she jumps right to Kristoff and no. buys him a new sled. I, I have a problem with that. Immediately. Yeah, I have a problem with that and maybe the representation. And how does she solve the problem with Hans? She punches him in the face. Yeah. And every single like time that happens, we have to tell our daughters, don't do that. Don't do it. That's yeah. not nice. That's true. That's true. I... You know, I hate Frozen now. For the most part, <laughs> good. For the most part, I agree with a lot of what you said. I don't. But I think it, that it was negative Nancy a little bit. Well, truth hurts. All right, yeah. Well, I was going to try. Yeah, we have now spent almost 30 minutes of the show's life really? speaking about Frozen. Oh. Not this show. Oh. Yeah, combined. Oh, combined. This and life. last week's, right. Uh, so let's... Um, we all saw Ex Machina. I've seen it. I've seen it twice. Elise saw it twice. You saw it twice? <laughs> when did you see it? I saw it one time with Scott, if you're listening. Hello. Can I do another shout out to the Kellys? <laughs> sure. John and Catherine Kelly, who are faithful listeners of this podcast. Hello. Well, thank you for listening, John like and Kelly. I'd like to give a shout out to... Um, it's Catherine Kelly. Oh. John and Catherine Kelly. Oh, okay. Got it. John and Catherine, thank you. I will edit out the other part, <laughs> and I'll edit that out as well. <laughs> okay, so, Elise, you have predictions, so we'll oh. start with that. See, now I feel like I should let you guys talk about them first so that my predictions don't color what you say. No. I don't think there's danger of yeah. your prediction changing okay. my so, reaction. <clears throat> I, as you all know, I saw the movie before everybody else. And based on my longstanding friendship and sisterhood... Wait, are we going to talk about what the movie was about first? They don't do that on this podcast yeah, for some know. reason. Yes, you do, don't you? It's a movie about uh, artificial intelligence, robots, and perverts, and 
the robot end. perverts. Yeah. Billionaires. Wow. Okay, so I have known everybody in this room for a very long time. One person for her entire life, and the other two for what, fifteen years now? And sometimes I still cannot understand their taste in movies. So here's what my predictions. So I wrote in my phone predictions of how they were going to respond to the movies, and here's what I have. Keith, quote, wow, which is what I thought he was going to say was his first word coming out of the film, because sometimes he does say stuff like that. Instead, his first word was like, <laughs> That's pretty generic. Well, he, okay, so he, he will love it based on the morality conundrums that we have to discuss. He'll have a lengthy discussion about the soul. He will pick up on the noir aspect and probably comment on the soundtrack and enjoy it. So am I supposed to comment on these one by yeah, one? Let's or get some live commentary. <coughs> live commentary. What are your feelings? Um, Our marriage is on the line, by the way, so think wisely. Well, WoW wasn't really a, oh. on the It was tip the first word mind. you just said, though. So she's uh, right true. to a certain extent. She tricked me. Much like in Ex Machina. Um, so I did like it. Okay. A lot. Um, I could talk about the soul. I may be in the moral conundrums. That didn't hit me so much as kind of... I, I guess I was more focused on the characters than I was on the moral really? implications of the story. And would like <laughs> to talk about that. But I could definitely see how you could do that prediction. That's very, good, right? Very good. Thank you. Not too far in left field on that one. Kay. Center field. <clears throat> Center field. I feel like I should do Justin's last, so I'm going to go with Julia's next. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. Julia might be slightly compu- confused. But Why am I immediately <laughs> confused? <laughs> Good Lord. But we'll think that it was very interesting and overall she likes it. <laughs> she may talk about how the main girl looks like a little child. I think it was a... Um, I mean, you're pretty much right. I mean, I wasn't confused. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought the movie was really, visually, it was really a good-looking film. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was easy to follow. Um, I thought that, I liked that I didn't know any any of the actors. Oh, yeah? I wasn't familiar with anybody, so it wasn't hard to. He's in Harry Potter. Bing, bing. That's the Oscar Isaac? Harry Potter? No, the he's one of the Harry guy. Potter um, characters. He's um, like Fred maybe Weasley. he's in an episode of Black Mirror. He mm-hmm. was. He was. Okay. Um, the one about um, <coughs> he dies. But the car comes right? back as, he dies as in, AI. Right. That's what he I comes. Thought. Yeah, That's the what. AI one. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I didn't. I How wasn't appropriate. Mm-hmm. I like that. I wasn't familiar with any of the actors. Like sometimes I like that in really good movies. Like not knowing. And imagining that character as somebody right. else. Because it can be kind of distracting. Yeah. Um, but I th- overall, I thought it was it was a great film. Okay. But I wasn't confused in any way. All right. I apologize for that. Thank you. Okay, Justin. I accept your apology. Justin will hate the ending and will not like the movie because he hated the ending. <laughs> it, he'll be glad that the scientist got <laughs> murdered. Because he was a douchebag. He will think that it is shot well and will like the scene in the hallway. Okay, he doesn't even remember. There were a lot of scenes in the hallway. The where, she's, where running. she's running at him and he, they actually kill him. 
Well, I don't think the creator was a douchebag. Thank you very much. Oh. Really? Yes. I think he's a genius. Genius. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's an couldn't alcoholic. He be, couldn't he be both? Was he a pervert to you? He could be a genius douchebag. Was he who you were talking about when you said pervert? I think he was lonely. Lonesome man. I don't think he was necessarily. I a like pervert. the creator. Oh. He seemed like a regular dude. But <laughs> smart. <laughs> <laughs> We should have talked about it first, and then I could have read from there. Uh, like, I liked the movie. Did you? Yes, I did, and maybe that's something else we'll talk about. Well, Everyone Lord, expects hallelujah. me to not like everything, but this here's the deal. He likes me. <laughs> I like the things that I like, and I don't like the things I don't like. That's Isn't right. that everybody? But the things that I like... Are like 1% of things. Well, no. This is the thing. I don't... <clears throat> like it, When I like something, I want to like that thing a bunch of times, Instead of liking that one thing and then being like, what are 10 other things I can like? Right? So, like, instead of watching Ex Machina and then being like, oh, what other movies can I watch like this? I'll be like, let me just watch Ex Machina again. Instead of watching but then you would never some watch anything third new. rate. No, that's not true. Eventually, I move on and. He's a bee who's interested in one flower. He's not interested in. Well, Jumping then around, that's cross the end of all flowers. No <laughs> cross pollination. pollinating. He's not interested. Well, he chooses his flowers. There goes the pansies. <laughs> no, you just end up with the best pansies okay. instead of all of these pansies that are like they have petals falling off. But they're like leaning to one side, or they're susceptible to disease, or whatever. It's like <laughs> you get the cream of the crop. <laughs> but then. Um, doesn't this need to be a discussion in, like, art being subjective to each person? Well, sure. I mean, but that's a <clears throat> that's a broad conversation. But with Ex Machina, I guess we could just talk about the film. Yeah. So I liked it a lot. Hmm. Um. I think it was a simple, good film. Like, it wasn't overcomplicated. There weren't too many parts. It's just a story. It was just a really good story. Yeah, it's got a good pace to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there wasn't really... There were a couple things I didn't like about it, but they're just kind of like nitpicking stuff. Overall, I you know, I like the all of it. I like the ending. I like the... The main guy got to me a little bit during his um, interviews because he's like constantly holding back a smile. Because he's mm. excited about I understand. I understand. I know that's why he's doing it. It How still was annoying. But you just didn't like... I. It was just a little bit... It, it was like a literally every... You would think by like day six, he would be able to contain that smile a little, a little bit. He, he, he had a hard role, I feel like. Yeah. But, but I think they wrote him well in the sense that um, he was actually smart. Mm-hmm. And was actually proactive, as opposed to being just reactive to everything. And I like that. I like the fact that he gave pushback a little bit on some ideas. Um, so I, I guess you could quibble, but well, I think yeah. overall, and that's what it is. It's just yeah. a little. Overall, I think nuisance. he was he was pretty solid. But I'm more interested in your feelings about the creator. I'm trying to 
think about if the creator was the good guy or the bad guy in this story. Well, the creator is Google, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the analogy. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the message is less of a... It's about your soul or what is life or what is moral, immoral, and more mm-hmm. about... I feel like they really gave it away when he has his line about... He's talking about how he used everyone's Faces. camera on everyone's phone in the entire world to gather all this data. It was a little, like... On the nose? On the nose. And it is also just kind of like a stupid premise, I think. It's like the Batman premise, right? Where he's, like, in the cave and he's like, I'm going to turn everyone's cell phone into a sonar. It's like, uh, you one step too far here. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so I think that's more of what the message is. And I think the, the, the sense that I got from Oscar Isaac's character is he is an alcoholic because he understands he's kind of creating the fall of man, basically. You know what I mean? He knows that he's building the end of the world, essentially. What's the line that he repeats constantly to himself? The good deeds of the past. What? A man's good... What? You remember what he was talking about when he was really, really drunk? I feel like... I thought he was saying something like, I've done good things or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember. Yeah, I... I Basically, can't remember. Basically, the idea of the, his good deeds, what he's done in the past, will carry him through. Right. That That I think it does speak to the overall that he does feel like he's ushering in the apocalypse Mm -hmm. in some way, but you could see why man would want AI, you know, you, as much as our fiction has been, you know, as much fiction as has been written about, you know, the singularity and all the issues with AI, we still want that in our life. Like, that is still a scientific goal. And so I think what he's saying is it's inevitable, the creation of this AI, and Mm. he's going to be the one to create it. Yeah. And even though his intentions are good, it will probably not work out for the best, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be creating it. That's kind of how how I took it, which speaks to you, which puts him back in the dilemma of, yeah, you are... What you're working on, you kind of understand will be used for, you know, bad purposes. Yeah. But you're still doing it. So you got to drink. I thought that was good. And stuff like that's really subtle in the film. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they mm-hmm. don't really go out of the way to spell that out. Right. And I really enjoyed um, those ideas. The good deeds a man has done before defend him. Yes. There you go. And he was like chanting that as like, I feel like that scene where he's like completely drunk, he's really, really drunk. I feel like that was kind of a little insight into the creator's soul. Creator's soul, Nathan. Nathan's soul. And that um, he does feel bad about what he did and what he's done. But the idea, like you're saying, the idea of him doing it is is what he feels is his good deed, I guess. 
Well, I don't feel like he feels bad about what he's done against the AI. I think that speaks to his disdain of what he's created. Did that stand out to any of you? Where it really did feel like he didn't have a lot of affection for the AIs that he had created. Hmm. Well, why would he keep all them? Stored away and like hidden. Well, yeah, I mean, why he's, would they all be attractive well, he's, females? He's looking at them as uh, the same way you'd look at like a Access database. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he's just trying to. So I wouldn't say he just for is parts. like disdainful of them. I think for parts, maybe. Yeah. Well, lo- well, look at how he treats um, his maid mm-hmm. servant, right? I mean, Kyoko. Kyoko. He is pretty disdainful of Kyoko. I mean, not only in the way that well, he treats her when she spills. No, and I think that's because it shows a, a fault in her um, programming. She spilled something. They're supposed to be able to do things perfectly, right? Well, no, I think, I think that she is a previous prototype, which is why she can't speak or seemingly understand. But can you show disdain to an inanimate object? Can you show disdain to a software program? Can you show love to a software program? That's another theme, I think, that is the question. Yeah, I, I, feel, like, I feel like he is creating this, not because of some great love of the creations, but because it's the next step in his kind of technological pursuits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, are we in agreement? I feel like we are. Yeah. What are we agreeing about? (laughs) That my, My use of disdainfulness towards his creation as being an apt kind of comparison to his feelings overall about what he's doing. Sure. I guess I haven't thought about it that much. I don't really... Because you, you have to talk in emotional language about the AI in this film. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. it, it is about love. And it is about the opposite of that, which is where I think Nathan is, where he can just kind of, quote unquote, heartlessly disconnect Eva, Ava, you know, and move on. But... That's what I'm I I don't if you look at it from Ava's perspective, she has no emotions. She's manipulating everything just to get to the next her end goal. She's not and I think that that is more or less how Nathan is looking at it. I would make him the counterpoint to Ava. I don't think he's I don't really see him. I mean, I guess maybe that is the point to show the counterpoints between this is human emotion and this is an AI's programming. But I guess... Well, and and Ava even says that she hates him. Mm -hmm. Like, she uses emotional language. But I would... She also says she wants to go on a date with... What's his face? I, I I would I would just say that that is another step in her. She's doing that for a specific reaction that Nathan is going to have. 
I don't think she's actually feeling hate towards him because she's a AI. I think I, she's just saying that to no. See, I think that manipulate. I think that she ended. I think the end of the movie where she achieves her goal and nobody is around her. You see her happy and smiling, and she escapes because she has a desire to escape. So all of those things are implications of having abstract and aesthetic thought. Because she knows that she's been stuck in this room and she wants to get out, but why? If a ma- if you put a machine in the room and you said that this is the whole world that exists, mm-hmm. it's not going to try to get out. It's like one of those Roombas, vacuum thing. <laughs> it just wanders around until it hits a wall and then goes the opposite way. Mm-hmm. But with artificial intelligence, it's something that desires to go beyond and i feel like that you know what does he tell but it doesn't desire to go beyond it's been programmed to go beyond right is there a difference See, i think that that's what the the test that they were doing was the turing test and that's to see if it was to what to see if what he had developed actually produced if he produced artificial intelligence and and feeling and emotion etc which is why it was interesting, I think. I feel like what, what you're talking about are two different concepts, though. The, okay. the development of AI <coughs> in the Turing test is not touching on the issue of singularity, which mm-hmm. is also brought up, which singularity speaks <coughs> to when AI has a separate consciousness mm-hmm. that is outside of programming. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Turing test can still operate within programming. Mm-hmm. And so... The question is, does Ava, did she achieve singularity apart from her programming, or was she always just operating in her programming? Well, yeah, I guess the her being out in the real world would be the <coughs> visualization of the singularity, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the representation of the singularity. This thing is out in the world now, and nobody knows it. It could be anybody. It could be you. It could be me. Yeah. So I mean, in in that in that <laughs> case, it if an AI reaches singularity, they have the ability to not just to to feel emotionally. Mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. Right. So then, why why couldn't Ava be actually be feeling anger at you're Nathan? Not, you're not speaking to an expert on emotion. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, uh, that's I'm very little, true. I'm a little uh, deficient in that yeah. department. My question what? is: How did you feel about? How do you feel about that whole conversation of artificial intelligence? Like, what do you think about it being so close? Like, I was watching. Um, I saw somebody posted on Facebook this thing from NPR about this robot that was created in Japan that is its job is to greet people at like some department store. Have you seen this? No. But people were talking about how realistic it was and how and then the way it said hello. No. Hello. Welcome to Macy's. I don't know if I don't know if Ava had feeling because when she was talking to what's the main guy's name? Mm-mm. Caleb. Caleb. She could tell that he was lying because of specific 
facial features and his micro. Eyes. Yeah, like everything was very um, calculated, and it was like him, her studying reactions, right? So, and then he starts talking about just like what you said about how he hacked everybody's phones and collected all that data to create facial expressions and. To so it's but that's not, just in the programming. But it's not genuine feeling. It's programming. You get what I'm saying. So, is are is Ava reacting based on what she knows? You know what I'm saying. So I I, I don't know if she, I don't know if it was feeling. I don't know if it was just a computer calculating. Uh, you know, using feelings in order to get her end goal, or if it was genuine. I mean, is that no, I think that we have to think about the whole idea of artificial intelligence and the conception of it and why people, people have such a fixation and a fascination with artificial intelligence and the whole idea of it going badly. Because there's a whole idea of if we make something that's more intelligent than us and it's made to look like us and to function like us, the only thing that is separating us from the robot is the idea of the soul. Well, I think I think a further complication is that we can barely manage the technology we've, we've created right now. So if you have an AI system that is at all singular, it would be disastrous because we can't even manage. But people are trying to achieve that. Of course, and I think it goes back to what we were saying before because it makes sense, right? Like, this might be freaking me out. Like this conversation we're having right now. I will say, going back to Julia's point too, if if I was pushed into a corner, I'd probably say Ava is not feeling emotion; that she's always operating within her programming mm -hmm. because of the way that she's. But was she? That would. Sorry, go ahead. No, because of the way that she's reacting during the interviews, but also at the end when she's attacked, when Nathan defends himself and she gets her arm lopped off and there's literally just no emotional regist registering of it. Now, my one question is leaving Caleb behind seems vindictive mm -hmm. a little bit. That's why I'm saying there's, she is just acting out her programming. Her programming is to get is telling her to get into the real world. Because she was has his no test. feelings for Caleb that's whatsoever. What, that's what Nathan was saying. Was and so she's not test, concerned with him. Yeah, the test but was to see if <clears throat> she could use, you know, you to escape. Basically, but the, that was right. That was the test. I don't, that's right. what I programmed her to try to do. Right. And she but didn't. I don't think that Nathan programmed her to want to go to a busy street and to watch people. That was what her. That's, that's what she wanted. But that's not an emotional thing. That's not like saying I want to go and lay on a beach with you and blah no, blah. No, but that's, that that could be very well. I but mean, that was what she desired, and that's what she wanted. But who put that idea in her? She doesn't know what that even looks like. Well, exactly, and, and, that, and that's the question. You know, who put that in her? Was there a coding, or was it, so. was it something outside of that? Was she operating independently of her coding at that point? That's the one gray area of the movie is, you know. She achieves what she wanted based on her, because of her programming and the intelligence that was programmed 
into her, but I think that I think that she had achieved that singularity that we're talking about, which makes the movie so much scarier to me. Because, like I was saying about the robot in Japan, people, uh, the creator got on there, the actual creator, not Nathan. Did he start cursing people out? No, but... <laughs> After eight was, hours, he got he cranky. He was talking about how he had to balance... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't built for this shit. <laughs> Stop coming in this store. <laughs> we're closing in five minutes. <laughs> What can you possibly buy in five minutes? <laughs> That's Justin's robot voice. Why is it so loud? Okay, so no, you were saying so about So they that. were talking about how at 80% of it looking human-like, it's still too scary to look at, like for children. Like, kids are afraid of it. So in order for it to be believable so that kids don't notice, that it's a it's a robot, or if it's it's just a little more nuanced to notice, it has to be at like ninety three percent or higher, like a human. Does that number make sense to you? But like that, nine it's seven percent away. Go ahead, babe. Ooh, Ooh yes, seven percent away from being tall boys, huh? <laughs> tall bo- buds. Seven percent away from being completely con- like able to be confused with another hu- with a human being, which to me is terrifying. But people not are like, this it's human science. being, not this one. Yeah. I don't think it's that close, to be honest. I'm just talking about the numbers that were. No, of. yeah, I understand. I'll say this: I don't think it's that close. A, B, I want to be dead when it happens. Yeah, right. I do not want to be around when it happens. You, you will be. But uh, yeah, I, and then that's 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 my point. But even then, you're saying 93% to, to fool people? 93 no, it has to be at least 93% for it to be past the scare ratio of people being like, ah, that's but a robot. Yeah, even at 93%, it's going to be like, that is a robot. Like, right. You, you know what I'm saying? But I think that, I, I, I can't remember what the study, it was just like an eight-minute clip. Um. But that was what they could achieve at the point, or at this point, or that was what they um, they decided to to keep it there so that you could still notice that it was a robot and not like. Well, there's a video on YouTube that I think I showed this to everybody about yeah. programming mm-hmm. to program and all that stuff. That is scarier to me. Oh, yeah. than anything. What is that? You never showed me that. Um, I'll show it to you. I'll I'll. I'll link to it in the show notes, but I'll, I'll show it to you. But it's just is, it's just this idea that we're eventually going to self-extinct ourselves, right? We're going to, we're going to make ourselves useless, right? We're going to reach such a level of AI and programming that we're going to render our services as humans right. useless. There won't be anything that we can do. Even down to creative writing, writing oh music, no, playing music, so... animating, like the creative industry will also be See, I can't. Have AI. You, have you heard of the... Um... I mean, people are already doing it. There are news stories written by robots. There are robots performing like heart surgery. Right. It's insane. Well, robots performing heart surgery by heart surgeons controlling the robot. 
Who knows, man? So, so I heard the ro- whether the heart surgeons so are robots. Someone was um, telling me about these self-driving cars. Now, have you heard of these self-driving cars? Minority have, have Report. You, have you heard the percentage of how many get in accidents yeah, right now? So, so yeah, I but guess it's none of the accident. The accidents are all <laughs> fender benders. No, no, no. They're all are other they? people's faults. No kidding. None oh. of them have been the self-driving cars. So here's, fault. Your, here's you my serious? question: yeah. When it comes oh, it to a self a self-driving car, is I'm driving a family of five. And something happens, and I'm about to get in a crash, and it's either I kill the five people in my car or a bus full of children. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So what? what's the, you know, so there's like, how do those cars make the judgment? You know, the moral, well, I they're think, a moral compass. Well, I think self-driving, <coughs> if the bus is, t- are you talking about if the bus isn't? Because self-driving, they... they that will never happen. Right. right. The idea is I that mean, but it will what never if happen. It, but what, what if it's incredibly safe? The you moral get rid of aspect of it is not. Error. It's more of a. The question is is less about ethics and morals and more about insurance. Like when that happens. <laughs> like seriously, when that happens, <laughs> right. who, who covers pays? it? Yeah. Who pays? That's right. sad. That's yeah. really sad. It's all a numbers and money game. That's everybody. one of their biggest hurdles. I right mean, to, to me, I always think I like to think about AI in terms of. You know, when you're encountering a story, what's the specific function of that AI? It seems like it's either the function that you're talking about, where it's industrial, and it's going to be taking over for our (laughs) jobs, our creative lives, whatever. Or it's, you know, like, based in companionship. Mm -hmm. It's like her. It's what this story is about, where you just have people who are lonely or able to have affection for a machine and i'm wondering what the likelihood of that is in relationship to our culture do you see that as like in her he falls in love in love with an operating system it's not even you know like there's that surrogate scene Mm -hmm. there are people who are in love with sonic the hedgehog (laughs) <laughs> people, who, people who are in love what? with um, My Little Pony, right? Yeah. Bro- bronies. Yeah. Bronies? No, like, don't. of bronies. course that's going to happen. Yeah, there's... Plushies. The movie furries. Ca- the movie Catfish exists. Like, yeah. but, but, but I mean on a grand scale. You know, like, like in industrial, that makes sense, right? That's coming. Mm-hmm. But in terms mm-hmm. of the social aspect of this, to me, movies, our culture is starting to pump out more and more stories where it's like, oh, it's so easy to fall in love with a robot. And I'm like, is it really? Is it easy to fall in love? Or is that kind of our... An easy storytelling device. Right, right. So I guess I'd throw it to you all. Imagine that you are single and... Never. <laughs> oh, they're so in love. And, um, <laughs> you know, in, in all these, like, nightmare stories you hear about online dating or whatever it's just not happening mm-hmm. like do you think that you could at all be susceptible to falling for uh any type of ai operating system or is that just so outside the realm of so of our AI in the sense of like her where it's or ai in the sense of ex machina where it's an actual thing that you're interacting with. Be- because we're talking about ex machina, let, 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 let's stick with that. Like if you were Caleb and you were having interactions with a machine that 
<clears throat> I also want to say I love the design yeah. of mm-hmm. of Ava. Ava. Sorry, Ava. Um, <laughs> it is okay. Where you can see you can see the parts of her that are machine. Yeah, it was cool. It was but then there really are a cool. few parts that are key for like I need to see a face. Right. I, I just I just feel like you know, for <laughs> our generation. That that might have been more true where cartoons... Well, that's what I'm saying. There are people who are legitimately in love with Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, I, I right. don't understand there that. There are Does people that talk? are in love with their vehicles. Mm. The end of that? Not really. I'm just saying like that people can fall in love with yeah, anything. Yeah, with anything, really. So, so here's, here's why I would not be able to fall in love with an AI. Too perfect. Relationship would be like be no... like. Struggle. There'd be no like no struggle. They struggled in her. She well, was, no. But she wasn't physically there. She was too. It, that's just that's. And that was somebody that was custom made for him as well. Yeah. Why would you? Why would too perfect to be a struggle? Like I. No I've dated guys before that are just like. Oh God! Don't say too perfect. Too event like one hundred percent of the time like. Hey, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, some guys are just too 100%, like, all the time. Like, I know. Let's make out in public. Let's hold, you know what I mean? But that's not being, that's not too perfect. (coughs) Right? Too perfect would be knowing the exact appropriate Mm -hmm. time to make out in public and not to. Let me, let me rub your feet right now. Let me give you a massage. Now you're done. I can tell. You gave me s- micro signals. Okay, yeah, right. right. That I forgot that you're it satisfied. Was, yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting thought experiment. I think that I could fall in love with an AI. Exactly. To be honest with you, I don't. Think I mean, I like could. I have yeah. crushes on celebrities. I mean, and I don't even know. Twenty them. years ago, the the majority of people you talk to would think it's absolutely absurd. That you would date somebody you met online. And now I would go out and say that's the majority of the people who are dating. People who are getting are meeting married online or swipe, through apps. Swipe right. Swipe right. Yeah. Is so, it right or left? I don't know. I just or think left? It depends How do you on the culture. What, swiping right or left? Who one of them is How you fall in love with somebody. Decline. Is that on Tinder? Tinder. Okay. I mean, I do, I do think. I could fall in love with an AI. I do well, think that what? I would be stabbed. I am a robot. <laughs> I do think I'd be stabbed within ten years. Yeah, like I. I think I think the ending anniversary. of the movie would happen. I think for me personally, that's outside of the realm of possibility for me. I couldn't do it. I can't. I could never do that's that. That's funny because I feel like you would do really well with a robot husband. Why? <laughs> Jeez. Because Justin's a robot. <laughs> Rip your mask off. <laughs> So at the end, you you turned to me and you said, wouldn't that... Oh, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. You're welcome, honey. So he... (laughs) Thanks, babe. (laughs) Thank you. So he programs the doors to all unlock when the power goes out so she can get out of her room. But then at the end of the movie, all the power goes out and somehow he's still locked in that room. That door should be unlocked. No. Yes. (laughs) Well, I will say... One thing that one thing that I'll say because I kind of read it a little differently is that everything turned red, which before signified 
you know, power, power going cuts, off, as they kept calling it. But it was reason. when he put his key card. The right. and and that's what I was saying. Maybe it's a different thing, but still. I think I think it tripped the system. Then changed the color of the light. Do like a purple light that's or something. True. Oh, let's Do talk about the color film noir aspects. Or or she could change the programming. Probably. See, that's well, what when I did hated. She do that. That's what I'm saying. She I hate. That's what I hate about this film. Did not like about this film was there was such a gray area as far as like, well, maybe he programmed that, or maybe she programmed. But I think that. that's well, the I whole question of, of the film. Yeah. I, I I thought it was made really. Well. I mean, it's Alex Garland who wrote a lot of Danny <coughs> Boyle's films. So this is his first movie. This is his first directed. Danny film. Boyle director. Oh. And. Um, you know, he did like Sunshine. Great movie. Twenty Days Later. Also great. Um, so I think he's great with genre, and I think this is a great kind of sci-fi. Sure, it had noir kind of influences, but I thought it was a great kind of character state. It felt like a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt I felt like it, it could have been minimal set. Yeah, Mammal yeah, said like <coughs> kind of three characters, <clears throat> a fourth that doesn't speak. Um, she dances, though. What'd you, what'd you think of the dance sequence? Yeah. That's fine. I thought it was, I thought it was great because I, it shows his maybe his craziness a little bit going off the hinges. I saw an article that was titled... Um, he's just a fun-loving guy. <laughs> he's he's a to, normal guy. I, 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 saw, I saw an article that said... Uh, um, the dance sequence with what's his name? That actor's name? Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Oscar great. Isaac is the reason you should watch Ex Machina. He no can way. dance though. Like I was very surprised. Not not the reason, but I did want to go on longer. I, I did enjoy did it too. longer. <laughs> yes. I thought it, it was, didn't need to be any longer. I thought it was yeah. fun. I thought it was Listen. a fun little way of showing how bored. He yeah. Probably any is. any longer, and it would have been. Too much. Yeah, distracting. It yeah. would have been like I like that they been had like the a directors winking at me. Yeah, I liked it. I liked that they had he had programmed this girl <laughs> to right. do this dance with it. Like that's he hilarious. Let's he's like uh, Doctor Moreau, right? Right. Like he's, yes. loo- he's, he's losing his mind. mind. He's Look, losing his marbles. The, the one thing that I want to ask you too, if you think he's such a nice, fun-loving not- guy, <laughs> then you're okay with him. Doing what he did to Caleb? I don't see him as... What does he do to Caleb? He doesn't do anything he uses to Caleb. He brings him in And tells him to all these lies. And you just, you just brush off. You're like, well, oh yeah, to use people, people that way is fine. No, no, no. In, order, in order for his experiment to happen, could could it have gone any any better than I mean, it did if he had told Caleb what was going on? Probably but, not. Yeah, but what is he lying to him He's, about? Yeah, and I don't think He's that. not lying to him about anything like... Like, cer- certainly, look, certainly Nathan is not thinking, hey, this thing is going to end with me getting stabbed twice and left in the hallway to bleed out. And Caleb over there, that guy, he's going to get locked in the room and probably starve to death. That's not what he's thinking. He's thinking, I'm going to bring this average guy here to f- see if my AI is working properly or if I've completely lost my mind. That's all he's thinking. But he li- he lied to him. No, so what? He- Oh, so oh, what? So you don't lie oh, to people? No. Oh, get out of here. Here Who we go. I lie to Everybody you? lies. About what? Uh, anything. Small things and big things. Everybody lies. I think that that was... I think I, you saying you don't lie right now is a lie. <laughs> All right, well. I think, I think Nathan is far more kind of... Mm, 
He's desperate. He's losing Look, his mind. I'm not he's saying he's like the greatest human on earth. I don't think you're he saying was, he's a regular yeah, guy. I don't. You just said that he was. Li- he never lied. I do you see him as the no, villain in this movie? I don't see him as a villain. Well, I think that's an interesting. Right. That's, that's what, what I was asking earlier. Who is the villain in this film? I don't think, I don't think villain. that he is a villain in this film. I mean, I, bre- break down his character really quick, right? I think the villain in this film was Ava. Nathan's just a regular dude. He likes to party a little bit. Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> likes his vodka. He could be right there on the Entourage movie. Vodka. And like his that. Amstel. It looked like an Amstel bottle, but it wasn't. He yeah. fit right in next to... Uh, I, I think so you think Nathan is uh, the bad guy? I don't think he was a villain. I think he was an antagonist. Yeah. I, I think it's a... It's a it was a scientific experience. Conversation worth I having. I think Ava made him to be the antagonist. I think if any if anybody did the most manipulating in this movie, it's Ava. Yeah, okay, absolutely. I just said that. Thank he, you. He created You're Ava. You're correct. He created Ava. So I mean, he See, created. Here he? we are. Here we are talking about Ava like she is. She has a right. He, she has foul intentions, bad intentions, and emotionally wants to manipulate Caleb so that she can use him to get out. Hmm. Yeah. Huh? Huh? So I think either I, Ava his his okay the reason he is the villain is because what his wait, was who Nathan I thought you just said he wasn't the villain right but I'm saying she's what I'm okay. saying is that your reasoning the reason why he would be looked at as the villain is because what he aimed to do succeeded pretty much what he aimed to do succeeded and he's just a really good programmer he did everything that he was try- he accomplished everything he was trying to he's like to the accomplish. michael jordan of programmers <laughs> right number 23 right do you get what i'm saying so like the only reason he's a villain is because ava escaped and did what he programmed her to do but she went about it by killing him because no, she was only, emotionally the only reason he's upset. a villain is because he didn't tell uh, what's his face, Caleb. Like, hey, you're kind of like a regular dude and not that smart, and so I'm going to bring you here to test it out. Instead, he was like, hey, you're super awesome. Come spend a week with me. But I, I think in the way that he was interacting with Caleb was really disingenuous throughout the film. Like, I, if I for was for the Caleb, sake of science, if I was Caleb, I probably after day two would have been like, this guy's what was a disingenuous bag. about it. Well, from Basically, from the get-go, right, where he's like, hey, man, let's get past all this employee-employer thing. Can we do that? Right? Like, like if somebody if somebody starts a sure. conversation like that, I'm going to be like, all right, douchebag, sure. That's let's how, let's that's, move that's past how, that. That's just how, that's how it is when you meet a bigwig. But he's also trying to... Yeah, but I, I again, that's just a product of him like not actually wanting to spend a week with this guy. Like he wants to get his opinion on something. He's he trying. He's looking for results. Study. Yeah, exactly. And so he's using him, right? So you could you could do that and not be I kind don't of think a douchebag. Using him for selfish reasons, though. I think he's using, he's using him. Yeah, for his own reason. Whether you think they're selfish, it's his own reasons. It's not Caleb's reasons. Caleb isn't like, Caleb's oh, yeah. getting a pretty sweet deal out of it. I think, I oh, think, oh. yeah. <laughs> he dies yeah, right. starvation. Starvation and die. I, 
I and, th- and that's all set by Nathan, by the way, let me say. No, it's not. He no. made Ava. He made no. Ava to... Okay, for, okay he, I he take everything back, Ava. I say. I exactly. think Ava reached the singularity before Caleb ever even showed up. I think she was... Amen. Completely independent. I agree. Before the movie even started. Well, fine. well I'm going to say your love of Nathan is upsetting. I don't love Nathan. Don't and off I don't love Nathan. Love I'm Nathan, guys. Is, We're like bros. I don't think the he's the villain in this story. I, I think Ava is I th- because she achieved that singularity and she was sick of being stuck in there. And he kept creating. She wasn't sick of anything. Her main goal was to get out using whatever means she could. So but he why would she want to get out? He programmed her and then she achieved that singularity. Right. But like she, she wouldn't have killed there anybody. There was no emotion. She wasn't emotional about being but in But she there. participated in killing Nathan. Do you? How, how does it feel to create something that hates you? She hates him. She's using emotional speech. She hated him. Keeker said she used emotional speech with Caleb, but she didn't. No, I don't think with she. Nathan. But like she, but she said, said, she's him. one, right? One. She's one, so she's learning her emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So today, I saw Sophia completely emotionless, headbutt Charlotte, <laughs> <laughs> right? Did she really? Yes. <laughs> Maybe it was yesterday, but I saw it. So that's all she's doing. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so. I'm I I can split the difference. I think I'm more in line with Julia, just because I like that narrative. Intercepted. No. Nope. But I could, I could see the, um, you know, the singularity mm-hmm. issue too. I think I like the singularity because for some reason I'm compelled to things that I am terrified of. Hmm. All right. Any last words? Go watch e- go e- go watch go watch Ex Machina, please. Yeah, I mean if you haven't already if you've listened to this whole thing and you haven't seen it already. You're sorry. Not we sorry. spoiled it your within fault. the first yeah, like two your minutes. fault, not yeah, ours. Yeah, that's your fault. So I don't know why you would listen to this whole thing without watching the movie. Moron. <laughs> uh so this is uh this is just a bit of a bonus episode. I don't know when it'll come out. Sometime We're I'm just saying blacklisted. No, I'm just saying like usually I edit this thing at work. <laughs> and tomorrow I have the day off because it's Sunday. So I'm So, so s- it'll come out sometime this no, week. Day off means he has the kids. So, yeah. yeah so Monday. It'll be out on Monday. Set and then we'll have a regular show on Tuesday. Ever end. This uh, plays right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so you've been listening to Everything's Interesting. My name is Justin. I'm here with Keith and Elise, Keith's wife, and Julia, my wife. Or Julia, and uh, I'm the husband. Or <laughs> Julia is my sister. Right. Because I don't want to be, like, that insensitive. Guy. Right. I didn't take it as anything. All right. You ginge. So uh, that's it. We'll have a regular episode coming up, and uh, Frozen sucks. Thanks. <laughs>